0: This is Yemen News. I'm Alex Williams. Today we have the pleasure of having Tariq Hassan with us. He's currently serving as the chairman of the International Youth Council, a leading organization in Yemen with 300 staff and volunteers that are active in water, sanitation, hygiene, nutrition, food security, health, shelter, protection, governance, education, peace, energy and environment and climate change, as well as youth development. Tarek was elected as a UN Environment Regional Facilitator for major groups and stakeholders for the West Asia region in 2015, 2017, and 2020. He holds a Master's of Science in Management of Sustainable Development Goals from the University of Lumsa, Italy, and a Bachelor's Degree of Chemical Engineering from the University of Malaya in Malaysia. Well, welcome to the podcast, Tariq Hassan. It's uh, good to have you uh, on the podcast today.
1: Thank you very much, Alex, and I, I'm very happy to, to be with you.
0: First of all, please introduce yourself uh, uh, to the listeners and, and tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, uh, my name is Tarek Hassan. Uh, I was born in 1988. I'm from Thais, actually. Uh, I grew up in Sana'a, and I did have my like elementary and high school in Sana'a. And I have been get a scholarship to study in Malaysia. I did my chemical engineering special degree. And I did my master's degree in Rome, the science management of sustainable development goals. I do have a lot of courses, and I work, currently I work uh, with the, one of the leading organizations in Yemen called International Youth Council Yemen as the chairman of the organization. And I have been uh, also working with uh, as a volunteer with several uh, organizations, and I'm now holding... Uh, with UNEP as a regional representative, original facilitator for major groups and stakeholders in the West Asia region. I was elected for three times in that position. Uh, I think that and I'm also having a network called Arab Sustainable Development Network. I'm the founder for that network. That's
0: a, that's great. I appreciate you sharing the, that. um You know, we hear a lot about the sustainable development um, and I know you've been involved with a lot of training at a grassroots level as well. Um, but can you tell me a story or an experience, you know, maybe an example of sustainable development that you've seen in Yemen in the last couple of years?
1: There's a lot of sustainable development projects in Yemen, actually. Most of them have been funded by the World Bank and its institutions, like TRIP, for example, Global Environmental Facility, and Green Climate Fund. Those project uh, is actually, uh, for example, uh, one of the one of the foundations in Yemen. They call it, uh, I think, Social Fund Development, which is in Arabic. They work uh, on creating this kind of sustainable project. For example, of that, is actually they help farmers uh, on on doing like um, water wells, and then they use like they they, they do water wells based on environmental uh environmental uh, what they call it environmental measurements and when and for the energy they use uh, they, they provide them like a solar system energy and a solar power system uh, they help them actually uh, to stay for a long time without any environmental effect to the to the land for example there as as, as normally people they use like oil on on, on like uh, and they use generators but these kind of projects no they use like a sustainable projects and also uh, for the street light nowadays, and Unops has been creating good examples of that. They they do they do like uh, those street lights, and they use at the same time they use solar system uh, instead of using the normal electricity, which is I think this is one of the kind of, and and sustainable projects in Yemen that they, they will stay for long long term.
0: What would you say that? Uh You know, what do aid and development organizations need to understand the most when trying to do sustainable development in Yemen, just from your experience?
1: From my experience, a lot of projects in Yemen nowadays, and only this project, they focus only on on emergency. And the thing is, what I'm advising them is actually to integrate or to have such like a semi-sustainable development projects or they have a projects with kind of sustainability. Sustainability measurements should be there uh, 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 when they apply for, for any projects, when they have a proposals. When they submit a proposal, they should consider this kind of sustainability for the projects um, 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 for the thing or for the aid they are they, are, they are actually doing. Most of the current projects now in Yemen, the they do it for emergency for a short time, for for, for a short term, and then it's actually finished. So mm-hmm. basically, we need to have a long, long and sustainable projects when we apply and when we when we apply for any proposal or, or to have any, any grant. I know some of the sustainable projects cannot be worked during there is no like peace and, and because of the conflict, because of the ongoing war. But at least we have to try to have projects with uh, long term and sustainability. So to make sure that this project is not black like, ending and, and like after six months or one year. And, uh, and, and, and and people, they they are also searching for another project. No, creating such projects like livelihood projects, like sustainable development projects, will really ensure that the organizations or the aid organizations at the local or international, they are really working for uh, the best future for Yemen.
0: You know, any people that you see are, are making a change on the ground of the youth?
1: Uh, well, uh, yeah, uh, you know... Uh my colleague Rafat uh, Alakhali is, I think, is one of the global makers. He helped the youth actually, either in Yemen or, or, or abroad, and he was the previous minister of, of of youth actually in Yemen here. And now I think he works with Oxford, you he works in, in the UK for of the institutions and organizations, and he has some uh, some of the great works on on helping youth as and helping them. And he's really a global change makers. I think you know him, right. I like if you know him.
0: Yeah. What What would you say makes him a global change maker?
1: Well, uh, I believe that the education that he has is one of the most power, you know. Because when you want to be influencer, when you want to be a change makers, you, you should have a good quality of education. This is one of this is first. The second thing is actually he 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 has one of the foundations here in. It youth uh, on on different pro- programs, and actually, uh, uh, he was also one. Of, he has been elected or maybe nominated as the the minister of for youth, and he also has been influencing for some other youth uh, across the world. You know,
0: right? You know, I know that you you train the youth in the sustainable development goals. What would you consider is one of the most important goals for the development of Yemen, in your opinion? I mean, I know they're all important, but maybe there's one or two that you feel is the most important.
1: Number four is actually about education and quality of education. This is one of the most important goals that we need to focus. Most of the Yemenis now they have education, but there is no quality of educations. We are talking about quality of educations. And imagine Alex of, uh, now in the uh, during the ongoing war like we have been like since two thousand fifteen up to now. Imagine the the the, the product of of, of educations. Imagine a student has been graduated from a university and he cannot even write uh, a statement, and even even, even he cannot write an email. You know, and he, he cannot even. Uh, doing or might be like uh, some technical like using, for example, computers. I mean, what I'm really concerning is about the future of Yemen is the future of education because now education has been really damaged, you know, in damage. And there's a low quality of educations. And if you want to develop the country without any educations, without any people who really can hold those positions, it cannot be developed, the country.
0: Right. Yeah, I agree. Um, and how how is the youth responding when you do these trainings uh, for them on development goals? And how are you seeing response from the youth? Well,
1: uh, well, uh, this is a very good question, actually. Well, well when I train the youth, is actually uh, I do some kind of assessments before I select those kind of youth. Some of the youth, you know, imagine that the. This is the first time they hear about this kind of goals and some of them because when I do analysis means I choose people who knows people on the middle knowledge and people who the on nothing knowledge on, on, on those so I, I took a character of, 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 of you so basically those people who really doesn't know about the girls, for example now they really could communicate with me like sometimes a weekly you know wow. Derek, I'm, I'm also reading about this year I'm, I'm reading about that and I really want to know, uh, do you have some articles you know we are the first organizations who created climate change in Yemen, you know, imagine like climate change in Yemen, people, they, they don't even care about climate change. They care about war, they care about food, they care about caring about climate change. And some of them, they don't believe even in climate change, you know. Yeah. And it's very, it's quite difficult to convince people about climate change happens in Yemen, you know. It's very, it's very, uh, uh, and, and then, actually, you no, know, and some of them, they, 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 they don't have like a, a good knowledge about about this kind of topic so with the use I mean I personally I have been training uh, I think most 150 youth on those sustainable development goals is actually to empower them and to let them at least know what people are doing and bettering about for example you know and we do especially like in goal number uh, number six for the weather uh, they do creating some sustainable projects on, 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 on water, you know, and how safe the water. Like creating some dams, um, uh, doing some like water wells with like uh, uh, environmental uh, measurements and environmental uh, uh, regulations. So basically, I did find that youth in Yemen really they have the knowledge and they have. I mean, not all of them. I mean, those are those youth. They have. To, they are. They are very passionate, but they don't really find. The, the environment that they can be, like, they use their their, their, their passion to develop the country.
0: Right. I know you also, you know, you've also been doing a, your part on promoting gender equality. Uh, how do you go about this in Yemen? You know, specifically, how do you get buy-in from the men in Yemen?
1: Well, this is a good question. And it's sensitive as well, you know. <laughs> because in Yemen, actually, for example, now, we work in, in, in different rural areas. Areas, for example, in ties, you know, and, and, and some governance of, of of Yemen as internationalist council. Yemen, basically, when we do it, for example, like men and women, sometimes the women is very difficult for her to go like in the mouth because we actually work in rural areas with mountains and the women, choose to go blah blah blah. She has to go through many difficulties so we really appreciate women in this marriage employment actually but for example in the office for example in my office i do like a gender equality which means that the stuff 50 50 50 women and 50 men for example and even that even during the training for example, we do a training in Yemen. for example when i do a training and either, either my organizations they do, they do a training we select based on gender for example 50 women and 50 and, and, and 50 uh, men and sometimes we select like 60 females on, on, and 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 15 males so basically we we advocate for some for, 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 for gender equality in Yemen but you know the, the, the thing in Yemen is actually the the community itself is quite the barrier you know and it cannot really goes beyond what other people's think about gender equality for example in the west you cannot talk about gender equality in Yemen like when what, 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 what the people in the West, they do actually. It's because of money, uh, religion, you know, culture, you know, this kind of, of, of issues, uh, This remain in Yemen, and sometimes it's quite difficult to compare it to the West when they talk about gender equality.
0: Right. How would you encourage the INGOs to, you know, to better promote gender equality in Yemen?
1: Well, I really encourage most of the national NGOs actually in Yemen uh, to promote and to create some uh, programs on, on gender equality. For example, now we are in the process to uh, to have a project on GBV, gender race, violence against women actually. So basically this kind of projects, uh, they create awareness. The community that that this this violence against women is not acceptable in the community. But but as I told you, to respect the the, the country and the people, culture, people, religion, because this kind of issues we have to respect them if we want to succeed. And we have when when we approach them, we have to approach them on the same way that they. That, that, that they think, you know, we cannot approach them in a way that, uh, okay no, you have to be an open-minded and you have the women have to take a scarf, blah, blah, blah. no, no, this kind of thing is not acceptable in Yemen at all. We have to wait to be moderate and we have to be like a, a tolerance. We have to, we have to use a way, a diplomatic way, We. Uh, We can approach this kind of communities. Uh, We can even approach those religious people, you know, that's who's doing the you know, the group al Jum'ah, you know, during the mosque. Right. Uh, Talking to people that, talking to people that uh, create, I mean, doing awareness to the community, leaders, you know, group leaders, community leaders, rural people, leaders. So this will help the community to simply depart, promoting gender equality and encourage people, the community to respect at least the women, you know, respect the women, giving the women rights, you know. Most of the women, they don't have, they don't have the rights, you know, actually.
0: Right, and and uh, what is a more uh, culturally sensitive way? How do you do that, you know, in your program that you're training, where it's more culturally sensitive to talk about, you know, the domestic violence and 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 that what's happening? Can you share a little bit on? On how you do that, you know, in the Yemen context. Well,
1: this is <laughs> this is a good question, actually. Uh, well, uh, we actually when we do the training, for example, in in, in Sana'a or maybe in other cities, we. Uh, we do like suppression, you know. You have to suppress on and men, so, you know. For example, we have a hall, so on the right women and then on the left uh, is actually men. So basically suppression is very important, you know, and there is no contact between the two the the women and and women. So I mean this there's some proof we should really understand and we should really tackle this tackle these issues by, by really open the obligations and the rules have been forced from, from, from the government itself and open, even though from the community. The, community the, the, the people themselves, they will not accept it, you know. So basically we should respect this kind of, you know, culture sensitivity is a huge in Yemen. If you want to speak about this issue, it's a big issue actually in yemen, so it cannot be tackled in one month two months easily sure. it needs at least a long 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 time progress. so to have a good awareness to have a promoting a a good promoting but at least at this time i personally respect country uh, rules and regulations during any, any like training or whatever uh, project we, we, we implement. We, give the, 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 we respect the women and we, we do advocate gender equality, but in a, in a, in a way that is uh, respectable to the community.
0: Yeah, I was just saying, like, how would you encourage the INGOs to partner with the Yemeni youth and organizations like yourself during a time of crisis, a time of war, in a time of now with COVID 19, how would you say that the INGO community can best partner with organizations like your own?
1: I really encourage the international organizations and international community to, to support this kind of organizations, to support youth organizations, youth, uh, I mean, and, and other organizations who really work on promoting gender equality and to specifically, you know, to, to have some funds. On well, that programs, you know, like gender equality, and promoting gender equality, and supporting women leadership. Actually, for example, now I I, I receive a call on proposals last. Uh, last two weeks uh, from the UN women, they support women leaderships on, uh, on, on on COVID-19, for example, and they target like three governments, you know, like Hadhramud, Adhan, and Al-Hudaydah. You know, and this kind of process is really important and and really supports women on creating and to be a change in, in, in the country itself. I encourage this kind of international and local and, and international organizations, international community, to specific and to have some funds for, for for this kind of, of projects which will really help, help us as, as as the as the local organizations and it will really help them uh, to
0: help the to them on, on promoting gender equality in Yemen. Well thank you for that Tarek. Just one last question. What what is your message to the Yemeni youth today? I mean they're in the midst of war and pandemic. What would you say that would give them hope today?
1: Well, Is really going fast. So what we what they should do is actually they they should empower the, themselves. They should read. They should study. They should have a good qualifications. So actually, the war this war will be ending like after one two month two years. I mean, what long it will be end at the end. But after after the war has been end, we need a youth leaders. So youth leaders cannot be. Cannot be coming as only people who listen to the war and they speak about politics. No, they need a leaders who really have knowledge, educations. They have a specific, uh, specific reasons to become a leader. So we need we need the youth who can really make change. So I encourage people. Our, uh, I mean, the youth in, in Yemen is to study, to empower themselves to do not waste your time on like speak on politics on, on maybe other 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 kind of issues because I mean. I advise them to use their time probably on empowering themselves, studying, uh, learning, preparing themselves to be a leaders to develop the country after this conflict will end, inshallah.
0: Well, Tariq uh, Hassan, it was very good to talk to you today. I appreciate you giving us just a snapshot of what you're doing. And I really hope to talk to you more in the future. And... I think it's great what you're involved with, both in sustainable development and also in, the, uh, you know, women equality issues and women empowerment. So thanks for coming on the line with us today.
1: Thank you very much, Alex. And I'm very glad to talk to you today. And I wish you all the best. And uh, hopefully you will come back to Yemen one day.
0: Yes, for sure. I need to come and to, uh, to visit you in and Sana'a and, uh, and and get updated with what's happening there. We heard Tadek mention several times the importance of education for Yemeni youth to become effective change makers. Tadek himself is an example of this, as he studied for his Master's in Management of Sustainable Development Goals at the University of Lumsa in Rome, Italy, and has since returned to Yemen, where he is now busy applying that education and making a difference in Yemen. Out of 17 Sustainable Development Goals meant to be achievable by 2030, Dadek points out number four, education, and quality of education as most important to the development in Yemen. I agree with Dadek, since a quality education can be the key that allows a society to achieve all of the other goals. I'll also echo his challenge to the youth. Don't waste your time. Time is passing fast, and now is the time to be reading, studying, and preparing yourself to be a leader in your community and your society. And to those already further along in life and in their career. I encourage you to be preparing someone else and passing on what you already know. If you had the opportunity to get an education, then support someone else to have that same opportunity or find a way to share the knowledge you gained and teach others. Thank you for listening today. I'm Alex Williams and this is Yemen News.